Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I walk the Welcome to episode 22 of Please Advise. My name is Molly McAleer. This is a cool show today. We've got Richard Rushfield, who is a straight man. Hi, how are you? Uh, as a straight man, I'm, I'm very well. Thank you, Molly. We were just talking before the show that there's very few straight male guests we've had on the show. We've had Derek. We've had Chuck. I don't know if you listened to Chuck's episode. I did not, but I, I, I tend to traffic in fields where, where very few straight men go. Uh I'm in entertainment journalism, which has, which I, on which I might be the only straight, straight male. I was I was the only straight man ever to uh, talk or write or say anything about American Idol. Yeah, in American history. That's so. that's very true. He, um, Richard, is you're the editor at Hitfix now, but for many years you were like the American Idol person for the LA Times, right? I I was. Yes, I, I, that's I, how we met. Was I? Well, we met through Defamer back in the day, but Richard and I's relationship went to a new level when I became very addicted, and I think it was season ten of American Idol with David Archuleta. Yeah, was it that year? Uh, Art, David Archuleta, season season seven. Oh, geez. How does that make you feel old? I love that you know it yeah. off the top of your head. There's so many. I mean, there's just so many seasons. I don't do any of those shows now though because they're very emotional for me. I, I've walked. I've moved on too. You know, you go through you go through your time with 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 these shows. It's 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 a journey. It, you you take what you need and and you grow from it. And yeah, there's there's a time you have to move on. Uh, do you do like No X Factor or um, The I Voice or anything? I know. I just did my my top 10 list for hit fix mm-hmm. uh the top 10 tv shows of the year and was very upset that i i didn't have any competition or reality shows on it i was no like reality. digging for like is there one that like i half like i would yeah because i want to represent that sector that's so important to us so as a people many of us. Uh, what about uh what were like shows one through three uh, I said Game of Thrones number one. Ugh, I don't do that one. I know a lot of people. Ju- I can't even really defend it. I just uh, no. So many people love it that you don't have to defend it. Uh, there's it's swords and they they have swords and no everybody's compromised and no one's good and every. I think it's the every, weird sexuality that makes me the, uncomfortable. Yeah, it, it was it was tough times in the yeah. Middle Ages on whatever planet this was. Right, and, uh, right. Things got. Things got very strange. Uh, uh, that was number one. And uh, what else did I have on there? Uh, last last year, my my uh, I said uh, last year my River Monsters was my reality choice. You familiar with River Monsters? That's, that's, no, that, not that at is all. probably my favorite. I think you're making it up. No, 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 no. River, any, <laughs> any anyone uh, back me up here? Uh, River. No, you're alone. <laughs> Sorry. River Monsters <laughs> is 
is you know what I I should go back and alter my list there and make that the number one because River Monsters oh. is probably like, this guy goes to rivers around the world mm-hmm. and you look at rivers and you you love looking at a river you're well, from Boston I love it. you're from yeah, Boston how much it. time did you spend look, look looking into bit. the Charles and quite a bit gave you a feeling of peace and contentment no it's doubt. a long river there are things in there that like you can't even your worst nightmares like. Okay. Can't, can't tell you. And this guy wades in, and with his bare hands, he just lifts them out. No. It's it's like stingrays like the size of an apartment building. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> you can't even imagine what's in there. It's, it's an incredible show. That's everyone. It should be required viewing in every home. Okay. River Monsters. And what's number three? Uh, <laughs> pretty funny. I can't remember my own favorite shows. How to Get Away with Murder. No. No. But... Uh, but maybe Silicon Valley. Oh, okay. That was a good one. Yeah, I think that might have been my That's third. That's a good one. My friend Sunny Lee um, from Two Broke Girls writes in Silicon Valley this year. Uh, the Bravo to Sunny. I yeah, know. it's going to be I met great. Sunny, a great, great, oh, that's great right. talent. Yeah. yeah, that's my boy. Um, I've been really into, um, I'm still into Revenge. I got back into it. Do you do Revenge at all? So I think that's the line that even one straight man can't cross. <laughs> yeah, that's Are there, true. I, have you ever had a conversation about revenge with a straight man? Now that you mention it, not so much. Yeah. And uh, same with Pretty Little Liars. God hope. I, I hope that you don't watch. These that. are these are places where it's just like they're talking. And I'll, I, 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 I went to see the. Uh, I went to the premiere of the first Twilight film mm-hmm. as uh, someone's guest, and uh, I appreciated it. It was very well done, and uh, or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Not so much for you, though. It, it was like they were speaking another. I just like I needed a translator I to understand. They are un- speaking understand like why this guy with the glittering skin was so exciting. Like, yeah. It it it. And that's all those shows are just fall under falls under that. Yeah, res- maybe I'm the the problem. I have to say, I, I respect might be the, the craftsmanship. Yeah, it's good. It's it's all uh, it's all just very lowbrow trash that I really just enjoy. I was with the Vanderpump Rules cast last night. Oh, um, at at uh, at at Sir. No, it pumped podcast. My friend Lara Shane Hall hey. does a uh, Vanderpump Rules podcast, which is just. So much fucking fun, and we got Ariana and Tom, who's kind of like the it couple. Wow! Of that, I, ha- I have watched Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, I, 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 that that is a that is a, a very well done show. That's uh, <laughs> it's that, a that, very <laughs> well done. Show. No, that that that's a that's a perfectly cast and uh, executed. Uh, they 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 the important things happen there. It took me like you know probably the I didn't watch the first season because I just was like these people are nothing they're not attractive I don't want to look at there's not a thing about these people that I care about and then season two started and I got really into it and so I of course went back and watched season one and it's just everything those people just have so much going on it, it seems like they knew what was expected of them when they came into this and they, they, they weren't going to hold, hold back and they weren't going to worry about like if they got in this drunken fight it might mess up their brand or anything right right, that right. They, that that they were they were they were there to deliver what what a reality show needed that's what i think the thing was is when i was talking to tom last night who was a cast member throughout the original season um he was saying that you know the rea- the reality show like quote unquote sucks because Sir is already so dramatic, and now that everyone can see themselves on TV, so like it seemed, I, I it seemed like very like chicken and egg to me, like yeah. where I just was like, oh, you guys were already kind of bringing this drama. I don't 
know if like I think I think that he just was like now it sucks because we're actually filming the drama. So do, they've always been that crazy. Do they still when the cameras are rolling? Do they still have to go and wait tables and yeah. bust dishes and everything? They, they so they still have to do their yeah yeah. Tom says that he still picks up like a, a shift or so a week, but that it's a lot of um. A lot of like, I think he specifically was like fat girls from the Midwest come for their birthday and are like, I don't watch your show, but my friend does. <laughs> that's very, yeah. that's what Derek gets I feel a like lot I would, too. I feel like that could easily be me. The- yeah. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Like, he, like people being like, come on, let's take a picture. Like, this is stupid. I don't want to do this. I don't even watch your show, but my friend does. And that's when people do that to Derek a lot where they'll come up and they'll be like, my husband would kill me if I didn't take a picture. <laughs> and I'm always like, well, hon, if your husband's going to kill you, you've got bigger problems than a picture. <laughs> yeah. We're always like, kill you? Really? Okay. Well, then, of course, you should take a picture. That's, um, that's, a, that's a big drunk history fan. He'd people have a... Hard time owning, I think, what they like, though, because why not just walk up and say, like, hi, I know your show. I respect that. Yeah. I, I don't think people should admit to liking things. You don't? I think no. that I, I, I'm very <laughs> suspicious of any enthusiasm for anything. And I, that's why that's, fair. that's why your generation makes me so uncomfortable. Uh, that's uh, probably. Yeah, I'm uh, very enthusiastic about everything. So I, I can only imagine. I, I come from the grunge era where we were taught not to feel. <laughs> That's that's very good. Um, so I hope that you're ready to answer some of these questions. You oh, don't have to be ever. enthusiastic about them. But um, our number here is 323-450-7408. The calls that we got came into that line. We also have a couple emails here today. And um, if anyone wants to get their question on a future episode, please advise, call that number. Um, all right, let's take our first call. Hey, Malls. This is Haley again. I called a couple months back. I have another guy question, of course. So I've been wondering if I should get back to my ex. He has been wanting to come visit me. He lives in Denver. I live in Dallas. And, um, of course, like the general go-to, all my friends are saying, is he's your ex for a reason. But after a year um, of being apart, I just kind of noticed, like, the reasons that we broke up are maybe not as legitimate as I originally had thought. Um, we kind of broke up because we were fighting a lot and he was kind of a dick sometimes. And so then in the meantime, I've been kind of dating way nicer people. And I've noticed that I'm just really bored because I'm kind of bitchy and sassy. So pretty much like looking back, I'm wondering if, you know, he was kind of a dick to me, but if it was a little bit of me being also a huge bitch to him, so kind of just, like, you know, justified. And I'm thinking if maybe it would be worth it to try again with a different outlook on things. Um, I don't really know where to go from here. I don't know if this is getting myself into a mess or really what I should do. So please advise. Love you. Bye. This is a recipe for a goddamn disaster. What do you think? There's a lot there. There's a a lot to unpack here. Uh, (laughs) So I'll start with uh, I'll just start with the answer. Yes. Get back together with him because we, well, first of all, I'll, I'll give you some statistics. Uh, I don't know if you know, I was a producer of Blind Date. So I'm, OK, uh, for, for I did know that, but I don't I want to know these stats. For, uh, half, well, I'm, this makes me qualified to tell people if they should be with their exes or not. Or oh, OK, we, but uh, statistically, <laughs> the most successful kind of relationship are second times around. Oh, really? People that were, went together and were part for 
long time and got back together is actually the most successful uh, relationship. So everybody should just find someone that they went out with before uh-huh. and get back together with them. Right. And then, and, and then you'll be happy forever after. The least <sighs> successful is uh, ones that start in infidelity. That has like a there, yeah. 1% success rate. Uh, so yeah, she, he was, he was a dick to her, but she was a bitch to him. And, uh, was, is that why he, um, so nothing's going to change. It's not, it's not going to be at all different in a year. Neither of them have changed and those chemistries will come together in the same way once again. And, Mm -hmm. uh, they'll be doing that. But at the same time, I think with her, uh, when she says, uh, maybe I need someone to, to, to be that way to me, uh, I'm sensing that, uh, yeah, I think you, I think you probably do. Right. I think that's who you are and uh, just, just go with it. And just the only thing is when you get back together, uh, you're not allowed to break up again because then everybody will hate you at all your stories. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, look, I I think she has a a lesson coming to her that she needs to learn. I don't think that they're going to be together forever. I think she's going to get back together with this guy, all of her friends who who are like, he's your ex for a reason. They are, they're telling the story for me, I think. The friends that are just like, you know, whenever a friend is saying, don't get back together with your ex, they're usually right. Friends tend to know that like you can't handle something long term. I think that she likes being talked to like she's a bitch and that like, you know, like being treated that way by a guy who's a quote unquote dick like that. That is appealing to her right now. She, but she enjoys the drama. Clearly, clearly you, you can, enjoys the drama. Hear that. And but I don't think I would just say I, I think enjoying the drama is who she is. And I don't think she's going to. um I don't think she's going to be. Ha- she says she's been going out with these nice guys, and she's been she's been bored with them. But uh, you don't like nice guys when you're in your mid twenties. Like I think Haley is probably twenty five. She's dating nice guys. She finds them boring. I think she's going to get back together with this asshole for like a year or something like that. Maybe two. It's going to end, and then she's going to be ready to be treated right. It sounds like Haley's not done being abused for a moment and abusing. The uh, your your I I I respect your uh, your confidence in her. Yeah, I I, I, th- I think there may be I th- I think that road may be more than a year year long. Okay, okay, that's true. That's true. I think Haley's gonna get it together when she's thirty. Um, the 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 taste for drama. Drama is a powerful drug. Yeah, the most powerful drug known to mankind. Are you dramatic? And- uh, I I am, but I'm kind of too lazy to really be right as to, dramatic like, as I would like to be. Blown, yeah, it's uh, I'd rather uh, I'd I'd rather sleep most of the time. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. But, I loved drama when I was in my mid twenties. I loved it because I had all the energy in the world yeah. for it and like no real priorities. Now so. I like now I like drama of friends of friends. Right, I, I can't. Do, I'm too tired for my own. I'm too tired for a friend to bring me their drama. Right, it's too much. But I'm I, I. But I love it if a friend tells me about their friend's drama. That that's right. that's fantastic. Yeah, I like that too. I'm I'm really into that. I, you're right. I get exhausted when I think someone when someone's bringing me too much drama. Yeah. I get very exhausted. I love to sleep too. Exactly. 
We, yeah. We need a lot just, just one step removed. Yeah. I think it's because we're both sensitive deep down. We very. We're delicate flowers. Okay. So, so keep sending in, Haley. Yeah. Keep us updated. We definitely need an update on this. I also am not envious of the long distance situation. I mean, these two are states apart. Oh, yeah. Where did they? Where did they She's sit? in Dallas. He's in Denver. So they're going to get back together. They're going to get back together, but... Like right. Long distance. Apart. She's going to fly out to Denver, smoke some dank nugs. He's going to go to Dallas, eat some barbecue with her or whatever. Yeah. No, this is not a, oh, uh, this is not the uh, relationship. But, but, I feel yeah. like Haley's dad has oil money. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, don't know why no. you would live in Dallas if you don't have oil money. Dallas is beautiful. Oh, have I you been to Dallas? No, I haven't. Oh, no, Dallas, Dallas, no, Dallas. I haven't spent any time. Rolling there. Hills, they have Got a trolley there. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, no, my aunt uh, My aunt recently moved there because um, my cousin lives there, but he's in the oil business. So there, that's why there's that. I mean, did, I can't, yeah. Did he tell you about the trolley? No, he did not tell me about the trolley. Mm, he didn't. Good stuff there. Okay. All right. Well, uh, keep us updated and um, take him on that trolley. All right. Next call. Hi, Malls. Um, my name is Nina. I'm a huge fan way back in the Army Wives days. Um, so basically my question is, I am dating this guy and I found out that he's in a lot of debt. Like, he doesn't really talk about it a lot, but I found out he has like medical bills and he has a hard time getting credit cards and it's getting kind of serious. So I was kind of curious like is that a red flag i mean i already know it's a red flag but like should i bring it up what do i say like i am super frugal myself so i'm not really it makes me really uncomfortable but and i also feel like it kind of runs in his family his mom is kind of like that she's like bankruptcies and things like that so should i just run now or Am I supposed to talk to him about this? I don't know. So tell me what you think. Thanks. Well, I think that in a lot of ways, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone in his mid-20s right now that's not in some sort of debt. But the debt that you're describing sounds like he hasn't even tried to take care of it. And that is what's scary. The thing about debt, uh, I was in debt in my 20s and... uh, the thing about it, especially for a man, if I if I can, can I am I allowed to refer to gender roles? Of course, we love gender roles. Mo- Absolutely, I mean, like, that's why we have you. Like okay. having a straight man on the show is amazing right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, for a, for for a man, uh, the self worth comes from being able to provide. Right. Like, even though we're in two thousand and seven, I think. Yeah. What year is this? One of those? <laughs> One of them. Uh even though we're here in two thousand and seven, it's this is this is where your self worth comes. And when and and debt is the negation of all that. And you there's there's suggestion there's suggestions that he's secretive about this. Um this is gonna come with huge self esteem issues and feelings of worth of, uh, of the worth. Now, when she asks, should I talk to him about it? Uh, you know, my answer when people say, should I talk to someone about it? It's always no. It's always better not to talk about things. Uh, right. Ever, nothing, nothing good ever comes from talking about things. Right. Like maybe you make yourself feel better for five seconds. But <laughs> uh, 
if there, but if you need, but what you, what a, a person, a guy that is in massive debt is never going to feel secure. And if he's never going to feel secure, he's never going to be able to be a, a, a steady, uh, dependable figure in that relationship. Right. Yeah. And if he's, if he has debt, but he has a plan that he's paying it off, he's working on it. He's, you know, there's all sorts of things you can do to work it out with your credit card company. And these days, credit card companies and everyone, they're ready to write, write it off if you just give them 10 bucks a month or something. Uh, so if he's, if he's working towards that then, and getting to a good place, then fine. But, uh, but short of that, it's, uh, it's pretty tough for this to be a per- I would say if they're not already talking about it, it doesn't look hopeful because, you know, I I know that when um, Derek and I got together, it became like a mad dash on both of our sides to like clean up anything in our lives that was like unfavorable or messy for another person to have to be around and saying meaning like, you know, certainly there wasn't any like leftover relationship stuff, but there was definitely like I had to go to the do- I felt like I had to go to the doctor and like make sure I was in good health. I hadn't gotten to the doctor in a while. Like he, you know, we both like straightened out our medications, like any like yeah. sort of like weird shit that could residually affect another person that we had left over in our lives from when we were like single and irresponsible. We were actively talking about and saying like, oh, hey, like just so you know, I took care of this. And I think that that the fact that you guys aren't already having that sort of conversation where he's saying like, yeah, I'm in debt, but I have this sort of plan to pay it off over time or whatever says to me that it's not, he doesn't see that being a problem in your future, which means that you might not be in his future. Cause obviously it's going to be a problem. And she, she says a line about it runs in the family. So do you mean that debt runs in the family or sort of general irresponsibility about money? Because you know, I tell you, it said uh, his mom had. She said his mom had bankruptcies, which to yeah. me it's just like, why do you even know that about your so boyfriend's mom? It's it's we don't we're 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 young. It's about love. We like to have fun. We're not we we shouldn't think about these things. But debt uh, and that kind of instability will make life miserable forever. Yeah. So. So you don't think that it's worth her saying to him like, "Hey, look, just so you know, I think it's going to be." you know, curtains for me in, in this relationship I, unless you like, unless you tell me what your long-term plan is for that. So my rule about this, uh, see, my, my, my worry about Nina is she sounds like a very nice person mm-hmm. and a very nice person can say something like, uh, oh, poor guy he has all the self-esteem issues, all that. Why don't I just pay his credit card bill for him? No. So then he can get back on his feet and, and get a fresh start and, and, and the great, a uh, strong, uh, creative person that he's in, that he is, will come out and shine, and and we'll take care of that. So it's. Uh, you think frugal Nina would pick up his bill? I feel like she cares a little too much. Okay. Uh, and that's that that and 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 people who have uh, addictive traits, shall we say, know how to know how to use people like that. They, yeah. They find people like that. To, uh, so I would say you say to him once you have one conversation and only one. I'm against conversations. I'm against talking. But if you're going to do it, just do it once. And you say, if I'm going to stay with you, we need to have a plan in place about getting this paid off. And I'm going to, we're going to we're going to have this conversation again in 30 days. Mm. And uh, if if this isn't if the train hasn't left the station on that, then then this girl's leaving the apartment. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. I mean, there there you go, Nina. 
Richard is giving you some male realness. Yeah. Okay, next call. Hi, Malls. My name is Diana. I'm calling from Florida. Just want to say I love your show. Um, so my dilemma has to do with my best friend, who is a guy, and he really is my best friend. Nothing's ever happened between us. I have a boyfriend who I am very much in love with, and um, I also, I mean, I have a career. I was pretty set for a 30-year-old. Um, my best friend is 29, and in January, he started dating an 18-year-old, and I tried to have an open mind because I want to be happy for him because I'm really happy and content with my life, and I want him, the same for him. But after hanging out with her a few times, I realized that maybe it's not <laughs> I'm not really compatible with her. I mean, I, I, maybe it's ageism, but... I don't think that I can hang out with an 18-year-old, so I can't really get how he does it all the time. And he's kind of, like, put her into our tight group of friends, and it's gotten to the point where I just don't want to hang out anymore if she's around. Um, To give you an example, the first time we went out to dinner, she pointed at a Brussels sprout and said, what's that? And then she was reading the menu and asked me what Pico de Gallo was. So I don't really feel the need to teach people stuff like that. And um, I don't know. She's also kind of like a puppy dog, really hyper. And we just try to chill. And she's very loud and screams profanities and obnoxious words like the N-word. And it's just kind of like she just learned how to curse or something. So, I mean, there's just a lot of things where that 18-year-olds do that I just, I mean, I went through that when I was 18, and I don't think I want to go through it again with someone else. So, I don't know. I guess my question is, am I just a total asshole, or do I have a right to feel that way? And is it okay if I uh, step back from the situation? And, you know, I at this point, I'm just hanging out. I he hides it if she's going to be around because he knows that me and my best friend probably won't hang out with her when she's around unless it's like a big group hang. So anyway, um, am I a total asshole? Do I have a right to feel this way? What would you do? Um, thank you for your response. Hey, Anna. Um, so I think that your friend can handle this 18 year old girl because he's a guy and she's an 18 year old girl. I, I got a question uh, qualified here. Uh, she mentioned something called a Brussels sprout. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> I love Brussels sprouts. Is that a movie? What, uh... It's a movie. Uh, no, it's a delicious vegetable. Doesn't ring any bells. Uh, I think the N word really jumped out at me that, that you, she was after saying like you seemed more annoyed that she didn't know what Pico de Gallo is than the fact that she uses the N word. I that, mean, I think it's completely I, acceptable not to know what Pico de Gallo is. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 kinda hazy on Pico de Gallo still in my in my forties here. But Yeah, uh, what is it, like a salsa? It's 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 not a vegetable. It's right. not like it's not bread. It's a, and we don't know but, what part of Florida these people are from. Exactly. Um, the N word was uh the stood out to to be as a <laughs> Urbanite. However, then she went on set said uh, it's like she just learned a curse, and I was like, "Oh, that's adorable." <laughs> yeah, it is. Kind a, of... <laughs> I want to hang out with a girl who just learned how to curse. <laughs> uh, that's it. 
there's no way that at the age of 30 you're going to have patience for an 18 year old girl like I hate to say that well, I don't even I'm unsure why you even had to take that out on the road it seems like very obvious to me that you're not going to have things in common with an 18 year old girl and that's normal but um when it comes to romantic relationships like does anyone's standards of having quote-unquote things in common with someone really apply to their own relationship the way it would with a friend like not really I wouldn't say Derek and I have like as much in common as Ed and I do but I don't need to he's my boy like it's romantic what stands out to me here is uh she has a lot of uh feelings about the appropriateness of uh her uh, while she's in a relationship of her best male friend's girlfriend, uh, she she has a lot of there's there's a lot of strong feelings there about about that. And uh, I don't think she likes him. I'm gonna go ahead and give her the benefit of the doubt because she did go out of her way to say like, look, like he is he's just my best friend. I'm in a relationship. I'm happy, but it seems like she. But what woman in a relationship does not want all her guy friends to be alone and miserable? That's true. So, That's true. So, no. Uh, even even <laughs> if she's not interested, doesn't mean that he should ever have any happiness. I do. Th- I I agree. I think that there's probably something very like um. It's always difficult to see, like your your single guy friend go get into a relationship. Yeah. You're right. It's With not a- that you want to see them miserable. It's just that you've classified them as that type of person, and they need to stay that way. Or they- With a 18 year old who just adorably learns how to curse. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, the 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 uh, I I I think I think distance is the best medicine here for uh, all involved, and um, and uh, either distance or uh, or or maybe you and she should become best friends and right and 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 spend a weekend together and and find that find that you have more that that you actually despite. Uh, your 11 years difference, you share more than there's more that connects you than that divides you. Yeah, that sounds like a great plot of like a of a movie. They, but I think, you know, if they're if you don't. If you, you you don't have to hang out with her, like it's not I don't you know, unless there's a weird thing that, you know, you all four of you have so little time that the only time you get to see your best friend is when he's with his girlfriend because everyone just, no one has time to hang out solo. Like, I think that that, in that case, and like you have your boyfriend there with you, you have your friend there with you, like you shouldn't be concentrating your energy on this 18-year-old. But I mean, you, unless it's like that, just don't hang out with her, as, just hang out with him. As a general rule, I, I, I'm, I'm not only a guest, but I'm, I'm a listener to your podcast, uh, Mm-hmm. And it seems like you have a lot of questions that are, should I be friends with this person? And the answer is always no. Always, always like, no. If you're asking, should I be friends with this person? Like, no, life is too short. You you, you have too many friends already. You need less friends. Right. Uh, if you even have to question this one, get it. And you know what? You're probably not actually friends with them right now anyway. You're probably, they're probably just someone. That's probably true. That She's probably holding on to an old. And, yeah. Uh, so, so uh if I hope that solves for half the audience uh, all your problems, your yeah. questions. Just no, don't, don't be, be friends. friends. With- yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have a three-part letter this week that came in. It's anonymous, um, and I guess I'll just start it now. All right, problem one. Out with friends at a great event last week. Guy asked me to stay in his, with him in his hotel room. We're good friends with a long history, and we've slept together before. 
I haven't gotten laid in a while, so I was in a benevolent mood. I say, yeah, sure, but the sex starts out terrible. He was super drunk, and it gets worse. I'm so not into it. I'm tired, and I've got a wicked and I've got wicked heartburn. So I say, hey, let's cool it. I want to go to bed. He doesn't listen. He just keeps going and saying things like, shh, and calm down, just be quiet. He's a big guy. I'm a little girl. I'm not turned on, and he's not doing anything to help the situation. At some point, I say, if you don't stop, I'm going to fucking kick you in the head, which I didn't do, but I did wrestle myself away from him and had to physically stop him from continuing. I start to feel not necessarily in danger, but out of control. I left soon afterwards. I still have bruises a week later from him holding me down. At one point, I was afraid he would inadvertently break my wrists. I do feel violated. I'm a little angry, just mostly relieved that I didn't get any permanent injuries. Hey, sure, I like rough sex, but not if I'm not in control. I had no interest in making this into a thing, but I do feel like I need to speak to him slash email him about this. Do you say, do I say you crossed the line, you were drunk and you made me feel uncomfortable, we should probably not be friends anymore? How do you navigate the line in between, hey, let's be friends and hey, you may have sexually assaulted me a little bit. Also, how fucked up is it that I don't want to make this a quote unquote thing? So I think we should stop and answer this now, right? So uh, starting with the last question, how, how, how effed up is this? Uh... I'm going to go with very, very fucked up, very fucked up. And I think that, um, oh, no, that she doesn't want to make this a thing. The whole you think it's a oh, oh, how fucked up is the whole whole thing? The whole thing is fucked up. I think it's not that fucked up that she doesn't want to make it a thing because I think that's very common in sexual abuse that like I'm just saying the whole. Yeah. 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 um, But just so she knows, like, I think it's very normal to be like, yeah, I don't want this to be a thing because the last thing you want everyone talking about or for you to feel like is that like this is you don't you don't want to feel like a victim in a situation like this that you know that said the the question on the table uh just to try to uh try to deal with this other right. than saying it's horrible uh the question on the table is so how do i bring this up with the psychopath that i'm friends with so that i can keep being friends with him even though he sexually assaulted me uh, and I don't think she wants to be. I mean, I think that she doesn't know if she should be friends with him or not. And I think well, that I think that well, the can answer we, can is, we, can we, yeah. yeah, we know <laughs> the answer is you don't be friends with them. But I do think that, you know, I had a guy friend of mine take like take advantage of me a little bit once. And I just sent him a really harshly worded email being like, I felt like you took advantage of me. I think that that was like really fucked up. And you know, you knew that I wasn't interested in you and I'm not going to call the police, but I do want you to know that if you ever talk to anyone about this and say why we're not friends anymore, I absolutely will press charges. And that, you know, it got the, it got the point across and he was very hurt. He was surprised. He thought that I was into him. And I just said, how could you like, how could you have gotten that, drawn that conclusion? That's like completely ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I think that you just need to send him a harshly worded email. It's going to be uncomfortable and shitty. And, you know, maybe maybe he'll write something back that kind of, you know, not makes the situation okay, but maybe you'll start to see it in a different light. Um, not Stockholm Syndrome, way, in a Stockholm Syndrome sense, but in a, you know, maybe there's something that you're not remembering because you were drunk too that kind of exasperated the situation or he's just a complete bozo. I don't know yet. Uh, so being that this is a loaded topic, I, the, the, normally I, I have opinions on everything. But, right. Uh, but, but, uh, but this is a tough one other than to say uh, I, my, my uh, 
my gut instinct is is you not only don't be friends with him, but is there someone you can find to beat him up? Right. Is my, right. Is my is my first instinct. So yeah. You must know someone bigger than he is that that could do that for you. So Absolutely. I, I, I would investigate that. Oh well, Richard, I think that's very sweet. You're a nice guy. Oh, You're yeah, a good guy. Okay, problem number two is I started seeing a guy who's been dating a girlfriend of mine in my general circle. They had a terrible, terrible breakup, like restraining order bad. But the guy was cute, smart, and had great taste in music, so I went for it. We've been dating slash talking on and off for over a year. Nothing too scandalous. It didn't really work out, but now we're good friends. We don't hang out much, but we do talk, and I care about him a lot. However, the girl, who is fun, hot, interesting, somebody I might otherwise normally be friends with, is now totally obsessed with me, texts me all the time to hang out, all up in my social media. I do like her a lot as well, but wouldn't mind be- and wouldn't mind being friends. But I slept with her ex-boyfriend, who's now my good friend. I feel like a snitch and a traitor on all sides, especially because their relationship is very rancorous and div- divisive. Am I playing both sides? Should I even take a side? Am I going to be murdered in my sleep? I, does this girl not know that you dated her ex? <laughs> I'm guessing that she knows, and yes. that's why she's all up in your shit. And she's going through some crazy stalker drama there. Right, um, right. What, what I, I'd, I'd say to uh, our anonymous uh, author there, what, what do you think is the, uh, what's, what's the... Uh, What's the possible good outcome of any of this? Nothing. Where, where, where do you see any of this going that uh, leads you to a happy place? I, the, I, um, I'm guessing he has a restraining order against her. Two, two problems in here. What I'm gonna, I'm gonna recommend a uh, what do you call it? A, a clean reinstall of your entire address book. To right. This one. Just, just. I, I think the best way to go is just. All your friends, just just start from scratch. Yeah, just you might need to just burn everything down and block. start anew. Yeah. Uh, the yeah the yeah the girl or or on the other hand, uh, the girl that went out with your with with your ex that's texting you proposal. Yeah, you guys should be friends. Why, why don't you hang out? Oh <laughs> come on! What are you doing? No. Yeah, that sounds like fun. <laughs> no, I think that you honestly, if I were you, I would draw a clear boundary with this girl. Can can, can I just uh, uh, explain something for your your generation mm-hmm. uh, that 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 they know? Because the the word friend gets thrown around a lot here. All the time. Here here's what a friend is. Mm-hmm. A friend is someone who knows that. If they call you at 3.30 in the morning and say, I need you to come over here right now, mm-hmm. I can't explain why, that you will be out of the deal, say, okay, and you'll be out of the bed on the way over, and they and they know that you would do the same for them and that you know the same, those things about each other without hesitation. Everyone else is someone you run into. Absolutely. You, that is so true. That is so true. You're right. I think right. that there's a big abuse of the word friend. Some girl called in the other day and said that her friend was talking shit about her. And it took me a moment for it really was, I think it was Christina or Ad who pointed it out, that this girl's a friend of me. And I was like, oh, like, <laughs> that's right. She's not even your friend. That was Ed's that was genius. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, you're right. A- she's not your friend. She's your friend of me. And that's, it's, but they so, friend of me is friend adjacent now. You know, yeah. like, you know, you might, uh, they're, they're just your friend that hates you. you know? <laughs> and it's good to have acquaintances. It's good to talk to people when you're out of parties. That's yeah. the one thing makes a lot. But but don't like 
You don't have to construct a whole psychodrama with every single person that you stand online at Starbucks with. Exactly, exactly. And I do think that there is something, I think, I I know uh, who this anonymous person is, and I know she's about the age where it's not completely inappropriate to just go up to someone and be like, hey, look, like, um, you're great. I just, I can't have you in my life. Like, I think that I, I, I've I've done that quite a bit really? where I've just been I've able never... to say, like, look, like, um, you know, I have to be honest with you. I don't think a friendship between us is appropriate given, you know, I'm so close with your ex. She doesn't need to say, like, because I slept with your ex, but she can just say, look, I'm really close with your ex and I think you're a cool girl. But I, it's a major conflict of interest, especially what with there being a restraining order and police involved. Like, I just don't want to be a part of it. And if I have to choose between the two of you, I choose him. I, I usually take a more passive-aggressive, cowardly approach to that conversation. Oh, but, I totally but, do. But, uh, but, I mean, I do that in in friendships and stuff I don't care about. But this is, like, this seems like she cares enough and is afraid. Yeah. So passive-aggressiveness, people like that, is, is it just blows up in your face. So yeah. I've had that happen, too, when I've just been passive, like, just let it go, let it go, let it go, and then all of a sudden, like, someone's, like, shitting in my living room. Like, I just, you you can't have that, so. Yeah. Now that you mentioned, I think all of my, I'm thinking about who my friends are, and I think all of my friends are the people that I didn't have the guts to have that conversation with uh, 20 years ago, and they're still here. They just suck around. And they scared off everyone uh, (laughs) that wasn't uh, scary, so. I love that. Um, Yeah, we, um, Derek and I always laugh about this guy we know that who, who supposedly hates his friend Brian, but all we do is hear about Brian, and like we just love, we love it because we're like we see a picture of this guy dressed up on Halloween in a couple's costume with someone, and we're like, oh, that's almost definitely Brian. Well, th- th- this also uh, it is a thing about being a uh, female, also right. that you have issues with your friends because because I actually don't have any issues with my friends right. ever. And, and and it's just sort of a mystery to me why uh, the women in my life always do have... The, the last time I had a falling out with a, with a friend, I was uh, 20 years old. So right. It's, uh, I think women are always trying to make 1920s. it work, though. You know, like there's drama that comes up with everyone. Men ignore it or they don't see it. That's a big thing is I just think a lot yeah. of times men don't see it and then women are see it and try to fix it. Um, and massage, you know, massage any awkwardness back in that place. But you just say, you just say about my friend, you just say, you know, your friend Brian's an idiot. You tell me my friend Brian's an idiot. I'll say, yeah, he totally is. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Who cares? Not my problem. He's an idiot. Okay. Problem three. I slept with the guy. He didn't show a lot of interest. So about a month later, I slept with his brother. Then I slept with the first guy some more. Then I slept with his brother again. Then I slept with the first guy some more. A lot more. He's great in this act. They are both mega hot, the most beautiful men I've ever met, and super, super discreet. Ew. Um, sorry, this is so Craigslist. What's discreet? Um, but I'm pretty sure they knew what happened and that they have uh, conflict about it. Me. Um, which fucked up one of my other friendships. I have no interest in a long-term relationship with either of them, but sometimes they show up to parties, and it's awkward. Do I feel bad about this? Um... <laughs> I think fucking brothers is gross. Like, and that's actually been a topic of conversation with Ed and I, um, where I just was like, I can't decide which brother I like more. And uh-huh. he was like, that's gross. Like, you're not allowed to sleep with either one of them. It, 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 it is uh, it is weird that it's it, 
it's it's not you having incest when you sleep with two brothers, but right. somehow it feels like you. Like somehow somehow the uh, the 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 whole aura of incest is is upon everyone right involved. Uh, brothers don't care though. I think a lot. I think a lot of brothers don't care. Uh, I've never had a brother, but right. it's but but as as I say with with guys that your your friends uh, the 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 things that you don't care about the 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 pie chart of things that you don't care about is enormous. Right. Uh, it's uh, the I mean I wouldn't care. I would say there's almost no way they haven't discussed it. Uh, the, the 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 wall the denial mechanisms within a family unit can be can be very uh, elaborate. So, yeah, that's true. So it's it's but um, I think our uh, letter writer uh, just goes from strength to strength in these. Uh, I know. I kind of want her to take a break from dating for a little while. So yeah, I, so I think that's our our overall umbrella advice: uh, get rid of all your friends. Yeah. Stop dating. Um, get a library card, maybe. Yeah, I would. I would definitely do some hardcore reading if I were you right now. The I Sierra I, Club does hikes every weekend. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> the, uh, There's just a lot of poor decision making going on, which is you know okay because it seems like a, in a couple of these instances the problem came to you, but it also seems like you're dabbling in some very messy circles. The um. I, I, I wrote back to uh, the letter writer mm-hmm. and asked what the period of time, the time span was in all this. Because when I read it all, it seemed like one really crazy weekend. Yeah. But uh, it, it was over the course of a year or so. So that okay. makes it a little more. Uh, uh, but uh, I, 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 I'm going to, I think a spa, a, a nunnery, something like right. that is, 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 is the more direct answer to these questions. So what was the question about the brothers? Is she a terrible person? <laughs> is she a no, terrible person? No, she's person? not a terrible... You're not a terrible person. I think that it's not... I think this predicament you're in is actually un- uncomfortably enough, not entirely uncommon. But um, I, I, I don't know. I think you need to butt out of all of this stuff for a little while. Maybe exit the picture. It seems like you've made enough of a splash for the time being. Yeah, I, I I think we can definitely say that. It's uh, you 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 do not have to worry that uh, that you're gonna go you'll 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 drift away un, unremembered. She and said at the end, I have no interest in a long term relationship with either of them, but sometimes they show up to parties and it's awkward. Should I feel bad about this? Yeah. And stop going to parties. Yeah, I I mean I wouldn't. <laughs> you don't need to feel bad about it actively. I think that. We all have things in our past that we've done that are like a little bit like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. Like very awkward. But um, that's I mean, really, the worst the worst of it is that you are probably a little bit embarrassed and that's that you shouldn't add on any more feeling than that. They, they were willing participants as well. I think it's gross that you, discreetness is something you look for in a sexual partner. I'm not really like <laughs> what. Like, what does discreet mean? Like, if you meet, like, a hooker in a hotel room and, like, they are discreet. That is is usually a word. I guess it seems like she, 
the people that she is sleeping with sometimes run in the same social circles that she does. So they might and she's be worried like, about, like, she wants them to just shut up about it and, like, not tell, hey, I slept with this person. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. That's what I, that's the impression that I got from the letters. Um, God I, knows you value discreetness in a partner, Christina, because you live a secret I, life. Again, not to, not to talk about, uh, no, totally. I was like, what's wrong with, what's wrong with running a discreet partner? And I was like, disgusting. Um, not not to not to get into gender roles here. Uh, I I will uh, to uh, to to, uh, to speak to you as as women. Uh, in general, I as 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 one, I'm you know I'm I'm 79 years old now. I've lived <laughs> for a long time. Uh, I, the the uh, George George Washington was president when I was born, <laughs> and um, if you what, the there there is a certain need uh, when you're young to do intimate things that are 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 uh, that maybe you don't want to advertise to the world, right? And you're shameful about uh, they don't you're 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 not going to love that you did those in the long term, right? Doing things that you're ashamed to tell people about. And right. guys can do stuff like that and then high five each other about it uh, after it and really have no emotional baggage from that. Uh, I, I think with women, that's harder, if I may say that. Absolutely. I don't see this guy writing me a letter saying, am I a terrible person? Um, I also just think it's just like sexually how women are raised to be like you're you know, it's fine for guys to have an infinite amount of sexual partners, but if a woman has more than 10 or something, then she's a slut. And that's that's what really drives the key home. It's just like that kind of slut shaming within themselves. Yeah. I think. That's real. This woman seems pretty like internalized I, I, I slut don't, shaming. No, I, I, see, I don't, I don't feel like, well, I mean, yes, I, I agree with what you say, but more, nonetheless, there is something uh, biological, societal, whatever in women that you want more from sex than guys do. By, I not, think not, so. not every not every time. A lot of women maybe. would disagree, the, but I agree. Yeah, yes, yeah I would, don't think but, it's in every instance. Sometimes you know not in that but as a broad generalization. <laughs> if you if if women I mean want, I think that's what upsets guys about women when women if cheat, women wanted the same they think they have this emotional attachment when they're involved in cheating and that, that is true. It's disturbing to, that to, it's not it's just the physical to, to thing. Find but, out. But if women wanted, by and large, as much from sex as, as men do, like, everyone would be having sex on the sidewalk of every street, like, <laughs> all the time. Right. Constantly. With it, like, that, that's, that, uh, you, 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 you don't know. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, this is totally inappropriate for me to make these statements and all that. But, and yet, I'm completely right. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's inappropriate. We keep it real here. I agree with you 100%. I co-sign on those generalizations. Um, All right. Do you want to take another call? Yes. Okay. Hi. um, This is Alex. Um, I have have a feeling my boyfriend of three years is, is cheating on me. I don't have any evidence or proof. I just have this gut-wrenching feeling. And I'm so frustrated because we live together. Our lives are completely tied together. And I don't know what to do. I don't know. I've confronted him about it. I've confronted him and he says that things happening, but I just, he's had 
issues with fidelity in the past, and I just, I don't understand why I have this feeling, and I can't shake it, and I'm scared, and I don't know if, if I'm going to fuck up my life forever, if I leave him, if I keep pushing it, or if I let it go and stop being paranoid. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't found anything to suggest that he's cheating on me. I just have this feeling. I mean, it happened a few years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I I just want to know if, should we always follow our gut or should I stop being such a freak and being paranoid? Thanks for the advice. Well, this wasn't very fun. No, I, I uh, some 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 heavy questions here. I, yeah, I, I, I was I can't. Um, so the to answer the last question first, should I trust my gut? Uh, the answer is always yes. Mm-hmm. You always know. No, there there was uh, there 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 was if, if I could bring some uh, facts to the table again. There was uh, <laughs> in in the uh, in the Gulf War there uh, the first Gulf War there was uh, this guy in the the ship who watched the radar and he saw he saw just the little blips of the planes coming in he was sitting on an aircraft carrier and his job was if he saw they saw a missile coming in to shoot a missile off to shoot shoot down that one and save and save the thousands of people on the ship um and he just saw these little blips and this one little blip uh came in this is from some book i read but, mm-hmm. uh, I, I should credit it but i can't so there's one little blip coming in, and it it could it was a place. It could have been a plane. It could have been a missile. So if he shot at it, it was a. It could have been an American plane. So he would have been shooting down Americans. one of his own planes. Uh, or if he didn't shoot it, the miss and it was a missile. Two thousand people would be dead on, the, on this ship. And somehow he just had this. He had he had about three seconds to make up his mind. They couldn't reach a plane by radio, and he had this uh, instinct to shoot it down. And uh, and he was right; it was a missile. Um, and afterwards, experts studied studied this, and they said it was a blip. How did he know? How did he right. look at it? And after after thousands of hours, like looking at this, trying to figure out, it was like they realized like the the blip for a missile was just this tiny hair shorter than a blip for a plane. So that your conscious mind could not do it, but he had been staring at this for so long as unconscious mind knew it so yeah your unconscious mind knows much much more than your conscious mind yeah it has a much better job your conscious mind is pretty much in fact always wrong yeah they should never listen to it yeah i read that i think i read some i mean i didn't read that exact thing but i read something like that and i agree like you're you're putting together pictures and pieces and puzzles all the time and that if you have a sense of something then it's probably true um which i hate to say but i think that you know I I always have a problem with people who have a history of cheating. Yeah. I think that that's it shows a, a character flaw, and I'm not saying that uh, a re- cheater can't be reformed. I'm just saying it's easier for a cheater to not be reformed I than would it say is for they can be reformed, but something has to have happened, right? Other than they love you so much, right? Uh, if if they they haven't somehow had some major change of life. Mm-hmm. Since then, then they are the same person. Yeah, yeah. So I think that the best way to uh, the way that I would handle this is I would break up with him just because 
it's even if he's not cheating on you there you're so unsettled that it can't possibly be comfortable for you to live your life like this and if he's not a cheater he will work as hard as he needs to to win you back but um just accepting um a truth that you can't you get something you can't prove as a truth um is it sounds like it's like you're drowning in it you know a little bit yeah i mean we have no way of uh, here, sitting in this this comfortable studio, we have no way of uh, judging the, what's actually happening here, right? Beyond your point of view, but uh, something in your gut is telling you that something is very amiss in your relationship, right? And maybe he's not cheating. Maybe he's just emotionally checked out, or maybe he's right. too into his work. Right? But anyway, it's giving you severe anxiety that something's wrong in your relationship. And uh, why would you stay in that? Right, and you confronted him, and so it's not that he is. It's not as if he's not aware of what might be the problem. So if it is something like he's just checked out or whatever, he's not checked back in. Um, if you're uh, this upset about it, um, so I, yeah, I, I think you can't kind of can't go wrong with a breakup here. I, I don't see how you get to a place of comfort in this relationship unless. Uh, you know, the both of you go to therapy together and work through this, and that takes years. And right, that has to be a relationship worth saving. I'm really big on not going to therapy with a partner who you. There's no way. I'm really big on not going to therapy. For, Period. I, I, everybody should. It's great. It's the best. But it's, <laughs> but you, you spend enough time thinking about yourself. That's uh, very true. That's very true. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much for uh, calling in, everybody. Our number here is 323-450-7408. You can email us, askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, please underscore advise, um, and Instagram, please advise. You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes for subscription. Um, please leave us a nice review on the iTunes store. We'd love that. Retweet, reblog, do the whole social media sharing thing. Richard, we have a little segment here on the show that we call free advice where you can give advice or you can gripe about something that's annoying. Do you have anything you want to share this week? Uh, I have a couple little things. If I Am, am I allowed to? Yes, uh, please. I, 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 got, I got 20, but I'll, I'll narrow it down to two. <laughs> uh, the, 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 so uh, here's my advice to the young people of today. Uh, uh, I give as one who's, who stood in your shoes, although in my day they were less uh, – glittery shoes than, uh, <laughs> than perhaps you're wearing. Uh, so let, let me tell you, so think about yourself five years ago and think about everything, opinion you had about your friends, about the world, about politics, about relationships, and think about how stupid uh, all that looks to you right now yeah. and how embarrassed you are that you felt all, that you, that you had all those opinions. So think about yourself today, young person, and think about how incredibly, uh, how uh, w just when you look back 10, 15 years from now, it's, you're, you, 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 it's not going to be, you're not, you think that your youthful ideas will, will, will seem sort of cute and adorable, right. but it won't. It will just, it, it will just be like, ugh. I, oh. Uh, can we get, so just keep your opinions, uh, I mean, don't even keep them to yourself. Like, just every opinion you have about something, you should try as hard as possible to just bury. Like, 
deep inside. Like, what 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 movies do you think are good? Like, who you should, whether someone should be your boyfriend or not. Uh, all these things, you should just, uh, whatever you're thinking now, you're going to be really, really embarrassed that you thought it. So <laughs> try to ignore it. Uh, that's my advice to you. That's really good advice. Life uh, is a continuing series of embarrassments. It is, and you can you can make that and you can make that journey so much easier by keeping your mouth shut today. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> it's it. it I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, just not saying anything. Shutting ever. the fuck so, up. Uh, not that I ever follow that myself. <laughs> but uh, the second thing is. Uh, Okay, young people with your phones. Uh, I know a lot of people complain about this. So what we life is very hard. We we all we we come into this world alone. We die alone. In between, it's a it's a it's a mortal struggle for uh, to to for survival. Um, and all we have in this in this is those brief flitting moments where we have contact with another and. The humanity in ourselves is recognized by another person, and we recognize that person's humanity. And most of all, we have the arts that that can give us that uh, that can give us that feeling that we can we can see in in, in this painting what what it was to to, to, to stand in in, in this uh, moment and 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 have and and know these feelings. And Paramount. Uh, in our time, where we can commute, where we can communicate that, and we get that feeling, is the experience of going to the cinema. Mm -hmm. And you go, you are for for in this time when we are bombarded on every side from uh, by images and sounds and everything. You go, and you have a couple hours of you're in the darkness. Hopefully, you're there with a loved one, or I go to a lot of movies myself alone. And uh, it's but you you have this experience. With the this this total vision of the world that someone has put together that allows you to know a voice in the darkness and 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 to to feel less alone and be in touch with the universal and you take out your goddamn phone <laughs> and you text your friend that you're going to be there a little late and find out who's coming to dinner in the middle of all this and you don't care that the person in the row behind you uh, is seeing your goddamn phone when. You're doing this. It's, I just, I, I, you know, it, the, I, it's, it, I know a lot of people complain about the texting in theaters. You get it. You get a little. You get a little trailer at the at the front every time complaining about it, tell you not to right. do it. Right. But um, frankly, if you do this, my apologies to you. You're you you are subhuman. You're, yeah. You're, you're you're you don't deserve to be called a human being. You should be ashamed. I mean, like if you're gonna text, sit in the back row. Don't like, go to the theater. Right. I guess at, that's true. Sit at home. Sit in your car. And I mean, like, a, the most, like, a movie is, like, three hours. If you can't go three hours without texting. It's what, what. <laughs> so think yeah. think of even in the worst movie, the story that's told. What in the hell is on your phone in your conversations with your stupid friends that compares to that? Uh, what what could you possibly have to say that 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 is worth interrupting this experience and and for yourself and for others uh so just uh next time you you feel yourself reaching for the 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 phone just picture my face hovering on the screen 
which is not anger, but just complete disgust. Like just you are just a loathsome creature, and how you will ever wash away the shame, I can't begin to imagine. That's my thought. <laughs> Even in horrible bosses, too. Uh, yeah, maybe you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's different. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We love having you. It's been it's it's been a dream. And you brought uh, a lot pleasure. of excellent straight male opinions, um, with a pop culture twist, of course. Thank you. And um, I love the factuality of some of your comments. Really, really great. So uh, happy to bring my bring my facts to the table. Here. Um, please straight come, man. please come back. We'd love to have you. Be delighted. All right, everybody, that's episode 22 of Please Advise. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week.